0: it's really a challenge for women in our society because we're like you were saying, you know, we're coming out, I believe we're coming out of a patriarchal society and, um, you know, we, we want to, we want to feel worthy and valued and loved. And we've been told that it's how we look that -hmm. determines that. Mm -hmm. And that's just bullshit.
1: It is. It is. It's crazy. I mean, we've literally, when you think of like, corsets, right? And heels and, you know, plastic surgery and all these things like, like literally pain, like pain. We, we, we subject our bodies. We, we, you know, we break ribs. I mean, feet binding. I mean, this isn't anything new. I mean, women have been doing this for centuries. Um, we make ourselves smaller. Um, and I think that it's that, that like, you're right. I think there is an awakening of sense, like take off that space. Like we need to expand ourselves and feel comfortable taking up space whether it's I mean metaphorically or physically I mean even like with your voices like you know just because you're an assertive woman no it doesn't mean that you're a bitch just because you know what you want you know don't let people be they like, don't let people judge you for that because these attributes in a man oh amazing like he's a boss like he's respected yeah, yeah. but a woman doesn't and it's like you know and I think all of that compounds like a lot of the health issues that we're seeing in women
0: you are listening to the ultimate biohack for women a movement of women who know what they want and go get it you know the answers lie within. Reach in and grab hold. This is a movement, a movement of women who tune in and turn themselves on. Now you're biohacking the woman's way, integrating the art and science of hacking your biology like a woman. Tap your magic, conjure your yes, upgrade, elevate, maximize your potential. I'm Dr. Brandy Victory, and this is a movement. A movement that is sure to hack your soul. Yo! And before we get going, I also want to invite you to my next free class called The Real Truth About Weight Loss and Healing, Why You Feel Stuck, and the Three Keys to Freedom and Well-Being. So this is for you if you feel fat and tired and you're just totally fed up of feeling fat and tired. If you're aging faster and your body's breaking down faster than you think it should be, or if you just like tried everything and nothing seems to work here's the thing there are a few key things that most people are missing when it comes to weight loss and well-being that that have to be there in order for it to be sustainable so just because keto or paleo or whole 30 worked for susie your sister or your neighbor down the street or your facebook friend doesn't mean it's actually going to work for you and there's a reason why and so i'm going to go into that in this free class and uh I will have the link below so all you have to do is link click the link below to register for the live class where I can answer all your questions or there'll also be a link a link for the replay so that you can just go and watch watch it at your leisure and of course if you have any questions please feel free to free to uh reach out and um I will do my best to answer them for you. All right. Welcome ladies. I'm so excited to have this opportunity to share another wonderful woman with you. Uh, Christina Krupp with Castaway kitchen. She is, um, she's a new, nut- she's a nutritionist. She'll tell you all about herself, but she's also, uh, has this wonderful website and this is how I found her. I make her recipes. I make your recipes all the time. <laughs> I love your recipes. And the one thing that like, just really turns me on the most about what you're doing. And I probably don't know the whole picture even, you know, and if explored that by any means, but from what I know of you is that on your recipes, you give, you give delineations for different types of dietary needs and restrictions. So, you know, often I'm, I pull a recipe and I modify it to fit my needs or fit my patients needs. And then I'm recreating the recipe and, you know, high five and whoever I took it from, but it's like, okay, I can't really post recipes because, um, that it doesn't fit every diet and lifestyle. And I just so appreciate that piece that where you're like, oh, if you're keto do this, if you're paleo do this, if you're gluten-free do this, you know, it's really, it's really, really sweet. I also would love to hear more about your cookbooks and what you're doing in the world and how you're supporting people, because this wonderful woman has cured herself of an autoimmune disorder through food and nutrition, and uh, she's going to share that with you. And uh, we're going to just uh, talk
1: a little bit about how food is medicine today. Welcome. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. It's good to be here. Yeah, I love, um, I love food. I was a restaurant chef, so um, food is my thing. I, I have a deep understanding of how flavors work and textures and, you know, really just how to satisfy like the palate. Cause I do feel like food, even if you're using food for therapeutic purposes should be an enjoyable experience. I think it's such a big part of a, you know, human experience, right? But then you find out I was 29 years old and I was postpartum. I was like to this toddler, I was just starting to wean and my i was in shambles i mean my autoimmune disease my inflammation i was fatigued we had just moved to hawaii so i'm literally like in this hotel room in this in paradise and i'm miserable and i thought this this can't be it like so i kind of went down that rabbit hole of research and discovered the autoimmune protocol and food triggers and as i'm reading i'm like that you know that sounds right cuz you know that little intuition we all have of like mm-hmm. i remember thinking Anything before I knew about food and like the way food impacted my body, you know, before I even knew what a nightshade was, you know, like that that was a thing. I yeah. remember thinking, "Am I am I flaring when I I plant?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> I'm crazy." But I mean, I, I asked myself that question, and I remember that moment when I read that like I plant nightshade, nightshades. So, you know, a lot of people with what I with my skin condition react to nightshades. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" It's like I I knew it. I, I knew it all along, but I had kind of like tuned like wasn't listening to my own intuition. So
0: sure.
1: um, yeah, I, I have a big proponent of elimination protocols to figure out trigger foods. And I did that for myself and found mm-hmm. my trigger foods and use these dietary tools to put my autoimmune disease in remission and just completely change my life. And I help other people do the same, but I also understand that everybody's different. So like, you know, what works for me might not work for you, yes. which is why I do all the modifications because I want to be able to help people where they're at and with their needs. And, um, and I think that in the world of nutrition, we have way too many people saying, you know, my way or the highway, or this is the only way. And anytime someone says like, this is the only way I'm like, run for the hills.
0: Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. And can you tell us what your autoimmune issue was?
1: Yeah. So I had, so diagnosed, I had hydrogenitis superativa, which is a big mouthful, but it's an autoimmune skin condition that um, manifests as like abscesses and boils. And usually in places where there's a lymphatic concentration, so like inner thigh, groin area, under arms, mm-hmm. under breast. some people get it around like their neck or like their face. Um, but it's horrible. I had it since I was 13 years old and it's embarrassing. It's unsightly. It's painful. I mean, it's completely debilitating depending, you know, there's different stages, but I mean, there's people with stage five that are just on like, you know, can't work. Like they are bedridden Um, doctors, um, like mostly dermatologists and the doctors that do see this in in the, they only prescribe antibiotics, um, cortisol creams, a lot of like surgery. Some people will cut, have entire areas like cut out. Um, And then they have these like scars, but it can come back even after the surgeries. So um, I had stage three in several places. It was pretty bad Um, for many years. I do have a lot of scars, but I, I never went down that hole of like taking all the antibiotics. I mean, I take a lot of antibiotics when I was a child, which I think contributed to why I ended up with a lot of autoimmune issues. But I kind of, as in my twenties and stuff like that, I was already kind of dabbling on a more holistic lifestyle. So did a lot of like tea tree oil and things like that, but it was still horrible. It was horrible. I mean, it was like this—not only like a big secret kind of that I lived with, that I was constantly hiding from people. I mean, even my husband. I, you know, I remember like just early on, just kind of always kind of like shunning away, like not wanting. You know, if I had a flare, like not turning on the lights, and um, it, it really emotionally taxing. Um, but now that I know more, since I went back and study nutrition, I understand that I had so many other symptoms, right? I mean, from um, Gums that would often swell, you know, a lot of like swollen gums, very tender, to achy joints and stiffness, and even red bumps. Um, I had like chronic constipation for years and years and years. Mm. I had heartburn for years. I mean, mm. I just I was like a poster child for like GI issues, and um and yeah, we get fevers all the time. I mean, I was textbook. I mean, I feel like now anyone would see me and be like, this girl's got leaky gut. <laughs> but when I was a kid, that they weren't thinking about. Like doctors weren't doing that. So. um yeah, I, I, I did it myself and it was very difficult, but I think that now there's more resources, right? So that's, you know, in the totally. last, gosh, even just six, five years, it's incredible what's available for people to self-heal.
0: Yeah, no joke, no joke. And I'm really glad you spoke to that because, you know, most people are, they don't listen to their body until they're in ex- an extreme situation. Mm -hmm. And they don't consider it an extreme situation. It's just when the the light finally comes on, it's been, but what people don't really know is that, that, that dis-ease process has been happening for years or decades, probably. And you just don't wake up one day with an autoimmune disorder. And there's all these subtle things. And I've been talking about this a lot to my patients lately, because it's inevitable that especially people who aren't brought up in the, uh, the world of alternative medicine or natural health or functional health and that kind of thing, if they're, if they're raised, you know, according to most of our society in the the American medical model, then they're not attuned to their own body's signals. And it's just really, really sad when I watch it, you know, they're like, Oh, you know, I just have a little bit of constipation, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, the story. I just have a little constipation, whatever. We don't even think of it as being part of a disease process. And maybe we should do something about that. We wait until we have boils all over our body or our hair is falling out or our skin is turning white or, you know, whatever. Right. right. Thank Absolutely. you. Thank you for speaking to that because I think it's, it's it, I just ladies, you that are listening here. I just really want to hone in on the importance of listening to the signals of your body. And, you know, I do this very specialized test. It's called a, um, a nutrition analysis graph. It's just a questionnaire. It's like 400 questions and it, and it's symptoms and it and then it gives a graph of how each of their organ systems are functioning based on their symptoms, but the symptoms can range from anything from, obviously gas and bloating to uh, I open windows in closed rooms or my my feet are cold most you of the wake time. up
1: in the middle of the night or you don't remember your dreams which is a thiamine deficiency we do the neck yes. as well yeah, yeah, and yeah exactly. it. it's awesome. you don't remember your dreams like that's you're supposed to remember some of
0: your dreams it's not supposed to be nightmares you know but if it's nightmares it could be a totally different nutrient b6 right. can lead to that so right. um so there's all these little tiny things that are going on in our lives all the time that are giving you a signal. Right. And, and I'm just so happy to hear that you are wise enough to begin listening to that.
1: Right. Thank you. I think that it's hard. And for the people listening who are like, Oh, well, you know, it's not our fault. Like there's so many things like we live in this, like, and this might kind of be like off the deep, but this is the whole kind of words I want to open, but we live in a very patriarchal society that is, that also like kind of, benefits of women not being in tune with their bodies you know and i think even from a young age they put girls on birth control like just after one cycle without even letting them under like that cycle regulate on its own so uh, since a young age we're being we're told to like not listen to that that that's going to make you know we're gonna be moody and we're going to be you know rational and mm-hmm. and i think that you know so then we try to just fit into that very like mechanical male kind of model of like we are steady and consistent and the same all the time but yes we have this disease that grows and the hormone issues and yes i mean con for me, heartburn is one of those things where it's a multi-billion and acids are multi-billion dollar industry. Everyone has heartburn, but no one considers it like, wow, that's like a really big issue because if there's, you know, if your stomach, if you're not digesting food properly, like that is going to lead to leaky gut or to SIBO, to dysbiosis, like, but no one talks about it. And then, so they give people proton pump inhibitors. And so they're really not digesting their food. And then like, everyone's out there walking around with dysbiosis and leaky gut. But yeah. no one talked about, the, they just masked it like scotch tape all over the symptom. And I was that person. I took N-acids. I took um, ibuprofen like every day. So I was masking my headache, masking the heartburn, masking the inflammation and not dealing with the, my body just underneath was just like, whoa, it is happening until right. It kind of like imploded. Um, and and then I was this young woman, this young mother, just completely miserable. And I'm 35 now. And I will tell you that. I am. I can do more things. I sleep better, have more energy. I look better than I did at 25 because I'm like eating properly and taking care of myself. And I am listening to my body like mm. very intuitively. And I don't wait for like, it's not just the light, but like the alarm going off, you know? Yeah. Oh so yeah. Tuning into that. And and it takes a little bit of rebellion to be like, no, like if I need a day, you know, take a day. Um, <laughs> you know?
0: I hear you so much on that. And I, I speak it and man,
1: I have to say sometimes I struggle with that one. Myself. Oh, hundred percent. As a business owner, 100%. I do. Oh, I do it too. But I've learned to just be like, like yesterday, I was like, it's been a really like emotional, like, I mean, forever now. What it's like? It's like the 2020 that never ends. And then, um, and it's just really—it's been a lot. And I just yesterday I told my husband, I'm like, you know, I think I think I'm not gonna do anything today. And I like folded laundry, I went for a walk, and like watched the movie, and it was lovely.
0: And that oh. was it this is good. Maybe I will do this the rest of my day. I I was going to get up at seven o'clock and, you know, do my practice and get to work. And I have all these things on my list. And I had this interview is like the only thing I had on my schedule today, like on a time limit. Right. So I'm like, I can get so much done. And then I woke up and my, I just had a girlfriend pass away and it's just really heartbreaking. And I, I found out last night. And and so I woke up kind of funky and not honestly, not even thinking why I was feeling funky. I was like, man, I guess I just am tired. And And then it dawned on me in my, in my meditation. I was like, oh, duh. no wonder why you feel funky. Right. And then my boyfriend was like, maybe you should take some extra time for yourself today. So, you know, ladies, I'm just sharing this because I didn't think I had a whole day. Right. I was like, I don't have a whole day, but I spent three hours in practice this morning. And I'm like, oh, I feel so much better. Right.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, It doesn't have to be a whole day. It doesn't have to be a whole day. We definitely feel like um, there's this pressure to, to do all the things, right. When you think of like adulting, right. And we're like, we're going to grow up, we're going to have a career and we're going to have the house and we're going to work out and we're going to eat healthy and we're going to this, and we're going to, and we're going to volunteer and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, and women in general, just, you know, maternal figures, we are very giving, we're giving of our time. We're giving of our energy and, and you just, we just deplete ourselves. And I think that, you know, I'm very a big proponent, like women, like protect your energy, set very strong boundaries, learn to say no, like honor yourself. Like if you need to, and it's not that you're failing. So I work for Dr. Becky Campbell, who's a functional medicine practice. And I do like, I'm her in-house like nutrition person. And it's wonderful. Yeah, it's great. And she, you know, we do a lot of histamine intolerance and women with thyroid issues and everything really. But I see this a lot. I'm sure you see it too, right? You You have patients come to you and they're, well, you know, I, I eat healthy and I work out and, you know, I have my hobbies and this and my life is great, but I just sometimes feel run down. You know, I just, and I, I don't want to, like, I feel like I could have more energy. I'm like, what, but Mike, you, I'm like, and the labs come back and they're pretty good. And I'm like, I think you just, I think you just have expectations that aren't realistic. Like we're not machines. We're human. Like, you know, if you're, if you're starting at 7am and you're not like taking a beat until, you know, 9pm, 10pm every day, yeah. you're going to be tired. Yeah. Like, right. you know, it's, you can't supplement yourself to like superhuman. I mean, sort of, maybe some of them, but like, <laughs> you know, but like at, at some point it's something's got to give, right. You know, That's right. you can't out diet or out supplement, like overburdening your body with just like that. Go, 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 go like stress, craziness. But this modern day, this modern world, <laughs> the way it is, you know, it
0: is, I know, you know, and I think we're getting a real great perspective, a reflection uh, of the insanity that we're living in, in this world right now, you know, and the light is like casting, casting light on all the shadows. And so we're waking up to a lot of these, these habits and patterns that we have or ways of beings or or lower level thoughts about things and beliefs. And, you know, we're having an opportunity for change here. I, you know, what I'm hearing from you is that you, how, and please correct me if I have this wrong, is that you, help people. I mean, obviously with the nutrition part of things, but it really sounds like you have a strong, um, coaching aspect of your business. You want to, would you share with us a little bit about how, how you work with your clients?
1: Yeah. So, cause I've noticed when you do the food long enough and I was just so food oriented for a long time, you, you definitely reach that point where you're like, okay, food can only go so far, right? Yeah. It's the what we think and what we do that really is like affects us the most. And so A lot of what I do right is coaching is essentially having these conversations and oh you know, when you're coaching people, you're really just holding up a mirror, you know, it's not about telling someone to fix themselves, but just kind of being that like, hey, like I hear what you're saying, but like I know the words coming out of your mouth. But when you put all that together with your habits and your and your gestures and your size and you know, like this is really what I'm hearing. And and then they're like, Oh, you know, yeah. Like, and because a lot of times, and of course, weight loss is always that thing, right? The thing that the women they're all the women were always after. It's like you know, you can. There can be all these health issues going on, and I mean, every time I get I get someone and they have a slew of symptoms, but always in there is like, and I and I want to lose weight, and I'm like, okay, why is that even on the list? You have so many other things to deal with. Um, but I do really feel that that one specifically, like the weight loss, because I always say like, if you put everything and you balance your body and you're taking care of yourself, then your body will find a happy weight, you know. But people tend to, we tend to push ourselves. To that, for this expectation of like, I don't know whether it it maybe we we feel like it means like worthiness or success, mm. um, but we feel like until we like look a certain way, we aren't successful or we aren't worthy of it or something. And I and I really try to work with women to see their their value beyond that, beyond being mm. you know always on the hustle, super fit, da da da. And and it's because I I see women who have accomplished that or like at least for a short time. We work with a lot of we get a lot of bodybuilders. Um, oh no kidding. We get a lot of women competitors who are in shambles. Yeah. I mean, they they've dedicated their lives to their physique and they're miserable. Their hair is falling out, their skin is turning white, yep. their nails are brittle, they don't have their periods, they don't have libido, they're tired. And it's and so I try to tell my other ones who come and they're like, you know, I want to lose just 10 pounds. I'm like, you're fine. like you're in remission, you're sleeping, you're thriving, your sex drive is good, like your digestion's great, like you're like, yeah. enjoy where you are. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So like I think it's that's really hard, especially for women in our culture. You know, there, there are some people I know that are great with their bodies and then there's others that, and and for myself in the past, I've, you know, had severe, I had uh, eating disorders and bulimia and severe uh, self-hatred kind of stuff. And um, so I, I kind of tend to attract those kind of women into my practice who mm-hmm. are dealing with that kind of stuff. Cause I've feel like i've pretty much overcome it. There's always room for growth, right? But uh yeah, you know, it's it's really a challenge for women in our society because we're like you were saying, you know, it, we're coming out, i believe we're coming out of a patriarchal society and um you know, we we want to we want to feel worthy and valued and loved and we've been told that it's how we look that
1: mm-hmm. determines that. Okay. And that's just bullshit. It is it is it's crazy i mean we've literally when you think of like corsets right and heels and you know plastic surgery and all these things like like literally pain like pain we 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 subject our bodies we we you know we break ribs i mean feet binding i mean this isn't anything new i mean women have been doing this for centuries um we make ourselves smaller um and I think that it's that, that like, you're right. I think there is an awakening of sense, like take up that space. Like we need to expand ourselves and feel comfortable taking up space, whether it's, I mean, metaphorically or physically. I mean, even like with your voices, like, you know, just because you're an assertive woman, no, it doesn't mean that you're a bitch just because you know what you want. You know, don't let people be, like, don't let people judge you for that because these attributes in a man. Oh, amazing. Like he's a boss. Like he's respected. Yeah. yeah. But a woman doesn't. And it's like, you know, and I think all of that compounds like a lot of the health issues that we're seeing in women, especially, you know, we see like after, you know, after they've raised their kids, like we work with a lot of like perimenopausal, they're, you know, kind of like awakening to that a little bit and maybe struggling with it and kind of like over like done with it, you know, like work like kind of like phasing into more like a crone archetype, like a wise woman. And they, feel themselves feeling it, like fed up. Like I no longer want to, you know, put up with this and and quiet myself and change. But then at the same time, it's the, my whole life has been around, you know, giving, giving service, dieting, being smaller, being pleasant, being pretty. And like, now what, like, how do I, how do I do something other than that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I love it that you're having these conversations for women
1: with women. I think it's important. I mean, I grew up, I'm Cuban um, and I mean, Latin culture can be like really sexist. And although my family, I was very lucky. It was very matriarchal because my grandfather, he died a political prisoner in Cuba. And so my grandmother came here. Yeah, that's a whole crazy story. But (laughs) my grandmother came here with her daughters um, by herself in the boat, in the Mario boatlift in 1980. And, you know, it was like a a family of women, like my my grandmother and her three daughters. And then my mom had three girls. And so um, in my, you know, so it's just, we were all women and very strong women. And, so although in my over, like overarching, you know, culture, it was definitely, you know, kind of sexist. I had these really strong women and like, as you know, my role models um, and you know how everything evolves, right? So although well, my mom was badass and then she raised my sisters and I to be like, even like stronger and, you know, I guess more rebellious, which sometimes she's like, man, what did I do? <laughs> but it, it's, um, I think that it's really important to me because I do see that freedom when we take control of our lives and our health and, and we value ourselves. I think it's, I want that, that freedom for all women.
0: Yeah. That's so beautiful. Wow. Ah, oh, goodness. You know, it just, it does my heart so much joy to see you and what you're offering and, and because, you know, there's so much crazy right now in the world. Like it just seems to keep getting crazier out there. Right. And I'm, I'm, I do a pretty good job of insulating myself from it. So I just for my own self-preservation, I'm not um, I'm not saying that everyone should do that, but it's healthier for me to not engage in what's happening out there. Um, But then, you know, the other part of that is it's also healthy for me to surround myself with people and explore different things that are happening in the world, world through people like yourself who are really bringing a really bright light to the world because just as much crazy that's going on out there there's just as much light that's going on out there you know and we got to highlight that stuff and we got to share that stuff so thank you so much for being
1: here yeah my pleasure i mean there's a lot of crazy i unfortunately do not insulate myself well from that i've taken on a lot of it um through my social media platforms and it is very taxing um but i do believe that we do have to shine bring up like there is more good like we cannot we cannot believe like we cannot allow ourselves to be convinced that there's more dark than good because that's that's yeah. the lie and when we believe it then we lose right that there right. is more good there are more caring people there are more people who want to you know see others happy and thrive and succeed um and again i think in general like when we talk, we're talking about like matriarchal societies that's what they're really built on like sisterhood i think sisterhood is so important yeah. and i think when women connect with each other and lift each other up, it's just, it's really powerful and really beautiful. And so I, I do, um, I think that connecting with other women is, is really like the antidote, you know?
0: Yeah, totally. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And so tell us a little bit about your books and your
1: podcasts and what you're celebrating. Yeah. So my books, um, so my first book came out in 2018, it's called made whole. Um, it's this one, um, all right they're giant so this is my first book beautiful that's gorgeous thank you yeah i mean the pictures i photograph i photograph them myself um they're
0: like full color
1: just really pretty pictures um yeah so this one this book was really like personal i was living in hawaii when i wrote this book um and it's just such a very energetically speaking hawaii is like super magical and healing and amazing and i want to go back but um I wrote that there. And I love because the book really goes into kind of my personal journey and the emotional side of healing. um, But then also a lot of really great tools. So what I did is that I took and I wrote that book before I studied nutrition. So it was just really my own experience as a chef and my healing journey. And so I highlight keto, paleo, and the autoimmune protocol. Like this is what I learned. This is how I combined them because I had to kind of, I wasn't that person that a pre-written plan worked for. I was that like Goldilocks kind of gal who like tried this, didn't work, tried this, didn't work. Had to like really make up my own combination to find what worked for me. And that's what I put into that book. And um, it really was so well received and people love it. And it, just, it was in Costco, which is really cool for a long time. And you know, it's available anywhere books are sold. Yeah. And then my second book came out, which I, my second book I had I studied nutrition. I did the NTP program, and I really wanted to 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 show people why it works. Like, why does an elimination protocol work? Why would keto help me? How could paleo help me? Why does why is the autoimmune protocol effective? Like, I wanted to teach people like these underlying foundations, and I know you know and kind of really focus on like the pillars of health. So I cover digestion, fatty acid balance, blood sugar regulation.
0: Nice. You know,
1: um, just really kind of going through it. Like, why when these are, you know. Out of whack, do we have this trickle down effect that leads into these like consequences, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did with my second book, and I love this book because other than simple like the simplifying the nutrition so like everyone can um, understand it, I also made all the recipes very easy. So I I really ah. wanted to make it for the I'm on the go, I don't love to cook, I you know, and cooking from scratch and quick because again people always think like easy recipes when you're healing, isn't going to say, isn't going to be opening a few cans and a package and putting it together. Like it is still from scratch. It is still from scratch, but it's simpler. So one pot, sheet pan, pressure cooker meals. So nice. that's why it's called made whole, made simple. Cause it's like made whole, but simpler. Um, and I love this book. And again, I did all the photography and it's all like really colorful, just really pretty recipes, very allergen friendly. A lot of like, I cover a lot of like cooking, you know, tools and tips, but what I love of my favorite part about this book is that I have the pharmacy graphics of so pharmacy where, um, you know, let's say like, you know, minerals like nutrients that help your endocrine system. And then like, these are the foods um, or nutrients that, you know, that support the immune system. And then it has like the foods and these, these actually these hand-drawn graphics that one of my best friends from like the third grade did. Wow. Um, yeah, we're still friends. Oh yeah, and then I did this like off the map of like the industrial template that kind of shows like, what were people eating? Um, and this one was honestly kind of a response to, I think some misinformation that was going around, how like a lot of people, um, you know, I do believe like, like animal protein was a big part of the human diet, you know, like as we evolved is the reason why we got the big brains that we have, and um, eating omega-3s and like the polyunsaturated fats but we also eat a lot of plant matter. You know, we yeah. did, we, we really looked after it. And so there was, you know, especially in the keto space, there was kind of this big carnivore trend that came along. And I think mm-hmm. carnivore has its place as, especially as a elimination protocol, but there sure. um, was interesting. I, so my bachelor's is in, is in anthropology. So I was yeah. like, when people were like, well, people just, people were carnivore back then. I was just like, mm-mm, mm-mm, that's not true. So, <laughs> I really made sure to kind of cover it in my book. Like we had a really diverse diet um, and we went to great lengths to forage different foods and herbs and berries. And we were using food as medicine since the beginning of time. I mean, really, it's like the oldest thing in the book. So um, anyway, so this book I I wrote after I got my uh, nutrition stuff and I I love these books, but this one, sad story, came out, the launch day was March 10th, 2020. (gasps) Oh, (laughs) oh. Oh well, no, it felt It's okay. The worst week ever to launch a cookbook. But um, because it was like the week COVID hit the states and sure. no one was doing and it was just I had to like cancel my book tour and all that. And um oh. yeah, it was sad, but it's still out in the world and people are still loving it and it's helping people um eat really good food and um you know heal their bodies and again, right? And again, now that we're home and we're running around less and I feel like I'm a silver lining kind of gal. It's hard to be very optimistic about things. Um, I think that as difficult as the, the last, you know, with all the shutdowns has been, it's a great opportunity. And maybe you're seeing this with your patients, like for people to make these changes, like you're not going anywhere and you're not eating out. So this is a yeah. great time to learn to cook and do a protocol because, yes. yeah, you got protocol. This is great. You're not going anywhere. Let's do it. You know? Yes, totally. Um, so we, at least, so I've, I've held that with that. Um, we get to, you know, it helps people. And so that book was very big on, like, I mean, the subtitles, like, learn to heal yourself through real food and healthy habits. Cause I really took like the steps that I would work with someone on a one on one and put it in a cookbook and then with all these recipes um, and lifestyle tips and stuff like that. So, yeah. So I have my books, which I, I love and I'm so proud of. It and I worked so hard on them. Um, but I do have a podcast, Bodywise Podcast, which I co host with my sister, who's a holistic like hormone educator. And the podcast is great because it covers all sorts of stuff. I mean, we, we interview doctors, we interview witches, we interview sex experts, we interview everybody, you know, it's just big like under the sun, uh, play activators, astrologers, like we really have this just celebration of the human experience and all the different ways that we um, have ceremony. Because when you think about it, like everything that these habits that we make, it's just kind of like different ways that humans uh, celebrate things. Right. Um, so yeah. And then I have my social media platforms that I very outspoken on in terms of my, you know, my passions and, um, my food and I do, you know, all that content creation stuff, which I love cause I'm a, you know, at heart, I think I'm an artist and I love doing it.
0: Clearly you're an artist. Look at those books. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm curious. Did you take photography course to learn how to photography food? Cause that's a no. art.
1: It is, I, so I took a photography course as an elective in college like a million years ago, but that was with like a manual camera, it wasn't digital. So I learned um, just kind of like on my own. I mean, mm-hmm. at first, when I first started my blog, I would take the pictures with my like, iPhone five and it was like horrible. Um, and it's funny how things evolved. And then my husband, he got me a camera one for Christmas and I was like, oh, okay. So I started, I just started honestly reading about like how to use the camera and watching YouTube videos. Um, and I self-taught and it's, it's definitely evolving it over time. I mean, it's so, it's so interesting when I go back and see pictures that I was taking three years ago, I'm like, Oh, you know, yeah, but, yeah. Of it's, um, but it's really cool. what again, like we were talking about this earlier before we got on, like you kind of have to wear so many hats um, yeah. when you, when you own a business and I wear like 9 million. So, but yeah, the photography part, I, I really enjoy.
0: Yeah. I think it's awesome that you built that whole thing. I hope you had a huge celebration, even though for both books, even though you couldn't
1: really launch it the way you wanted to for this last one. Oh, it was a, not a good launch. So my first book was amazing. I was in Miami. I, I went to Miami. We had this huge book like launch and in, in books and books, which is this bookstore I grew up going to as a child. And it's like, you know, in the neighborhood I grew up in. And there was like, I don't know, like 150 people there. And it was so fun. We had this after party at my mom's restaurant. And then my second book, other than the launch being, you know, squashed by COVID, my husband deployed to Iraq oh, <laughs> like the <no>. week later. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It was one of those like moments of like, where you just kind of like have to sit and cry for a while and just be like, this is what it is. And um, yeah. yeah, so it was okay. I mean, it. I, I had to, I had to let go of like what I wanted it to be. Cause I, I tried to really um, just, I'm going to, I'm going to make it work. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to do a digital thing. I'm gonna do these things. And I, I remember feeling so. Tired and just so depleted. And again, I was just kind of pushing against the intuition that I was mourning and I had to just let myself mourn that it wasn't going to be what I, I had planned all these things. I mean, I was supposed to be on the Hallmark channel doing a cooking segment, like everything got canceled and it was like this, what what was meant to be this era of opportunity and launching a book is very stressful. So it's funny because some of my colleagues have also write cookbooks and we write cookbooks about healing and healthy food. It's kind of ironic that producing the books is actually horrible for our health because it's so much, it's really bad. Like, you know, it's a lot of sleepless nights and late and just getting it out, launching a book is a lot. And I was reeling off of that, but instead of going on to the celebratory, awesome, like, you know, good energy, it went negative and I had to let myself mourn. And so just for my health and to protect me, I just had to let it go and pivot and focus on what was going to bring me joy. And I think that in these moments where we feel that there's a lot of like darkness and things that look, you know, bleak, you have to find your joy in the little things, you know, every day. And that's what I just started doing. I was like, and eventually it kind of circled back and picked up momentum. And it, I mean, my first book was like a bestseller on a tunnel, you know, did really great. And this one's doing okay though. It's not by any means, it's not a failure. So I'm just letting it, you know, but again, going back to that intuition, you have to be like, you know, this is okay to let that go. It's not serving me right now. I know what I put into the book, but if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. I have to find my joy right now. And I just had to like nurture myself like a little broken, like a, like a bird with a broken wing, you know, (laughs) to just nurture myself back to, back to (laughs) health and vibrancy after that.
0: No doubt, man. That's, that's big stuff, you know, to have to let that go. And I really appreciate you sharing that because one of the primary, and I, I don't know if I told you this or not, our other chats, but um, one of the things that I really like to drive home for our community is that it doesn't matter what your story is. It does not matter what your story is. If you have a dream, if you have something that you want to do, if you have another way you want to be showing up in the world or something that your soul and heart are just longing to express or be in the world, you know, I say, go for it. And, And you can come up with all the excuses in the world and not do it. But if you don't, where does that like leave you, you know, and, it, and you've, you've just are just such a shining example of, of that truth of being able just to say like, okay, you know what I am this is what it is. And I'm doing this thing and it's going to be what it is. And I'm going to find joy as much as you can through the tears, right? Because there's those two. Yeah. But you don't let it stop you. You're, you're continuing to grow your, uh, Instagram and all your platforms and, you know, your, your blog. I keep seeing recipes, new recipes come out and I'm like, wow, man, this woman is just like all over it. And, uh, yeah, I love that you have that radiance and that brilliance and that you're sharing that with our women who, and especially in this, This time right now, I mean, so many people's lives have been hammered, right? And people have lost their jobs. And, and, and from my perspective, I absolutely believe that everything is a gift and yeah, it's hard. It's freaking hard, but guess what? If you can use this opportunity to, oh my gosh, I just have to pause for a second. There are, I live in the mountains of Colorado and I'm looking out my window and I see two deer running across my mountain right now. (laughs) it's awesome. so cool. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that right they're at this beautiful. time too yeah. you know like it's not there's no accidents. Yeah. there's no accidents so uh yeah yeah so thank you for uh just like sticking to it and doing your best and being you and your authenticity you're so authentic and you bring to the world really valuable tools and we all have that in us right we yeah. everybody has their unique gift inspired 100%. that they're
1: here to bring. Yeah. And don't I think people get stuck in narratives in terms of like what they can or can't accomplish. And I, you know, I grew up kind of like, I was kind of like, I think a lot of it had to do with my like health issues that I just didn't know, but like I had ADD, um, ADHD, I was fatigued a lot. I remember just like feeling like I wasn't good at stuff growing up. Right. And I was overweight and I was just clumsy. And, you know, everyone compared to me to my sister who was like older and graceful ballerina. And it was like, I kind of always felt like Shrek next to her. And mm-hmm. it was, I remember just kind of thinking like, man like life is kind of hard and I'm not that great at things. And I remember, well, luckily actually as hard as moving around my husband's military careers, the beauty of that is that when we left Miami, when I left kind of this place where there was this existing kind of narrative about me, right? Of like, oh, this is Christy. Because then, also, of course, in my 20s, and I always like to tell people this. Like, and I write, I mention it in both my books. Like, I was a hot mess. Like, not only did I have these autoimmune issues, but in my, I was the typical quintessential Miami party girl, which I think was like me coping with like all my other like with my insecurities. But I did all the drugs, I drank alcohol. I mean, binge drinker, clubber, hardcore, and of course, exasperated like, all my health issues. And like from that to who I am today, it's like I'm a different person. I was able to reinvent myself, and mm. part of that it was no longer just like prescribing to that narrative of who I was or people who people thought I was, or because I was a certain way that I had to always be that way, you know? Mm. And so really shifting and like, this is who I am. Like, this is who I want to be in this moment. And that's, mm. and I, and that I think is part of what allows you to just keep going, you know? And, and I, I do believe in grit. Like, I think it's, it's important. Like we need to find our grit, but that, that, that's not one of, that's not meant to me that, that life is supposed to be hard and crappy all the time. No, it's right. that hard shit happens. Life is hard, but you can, you don't have to like own that difficulty and own the, you know, you can get through it. And who do you want to be? What do you want your life to be like? And make it, you know, reinvent that. And I think a big part of that is by focusing on what is going to make you happy in this moment? Who do, what do you want to do? Mm. Um, I think a lot of us aren't honest with ourselves when it comes to that. We We think that what should we be doing? Not what we want to do.
0: Yeah, that's so true. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, you're just giving me chills all over my entire body. So (laughs) that is amazing. I'm curious, do you have any like practices or tools that you offer your clients to help them get into that space of knowing what they want for themselves?
1: So I, I don't talk that much about it because again, I feel like I'm not, not, I'm not an expert in this. I just do what works for me and I have my own Um, and I'm not perfect in it. You know, I think that that's another thing, this idea of perfection that we all have to be like this, like expert in everything we do. Um, I think, you know, I talk a lot about, but living in your truth and kind of living unapologetically and how it can be scary at first, but the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Right. Mm. So it's kind of like, if you want to wear a crop top and you think you look hot in a crop top, but maybe you're like scared of wearing a crop top for the first time out in public, because you just just, like, you know, the minute you, the, the chill, the wind hits your mid drift, you're like, you know wear it around your house for a while, Take a few pages in it, maybe both of them, like work your way up to then going outside. If you want to, you know, same thing with like, if you want to say something or you want to do something, okay, journal it, start planning it, dream about it, draw about it, like vision board. You can kind of like, you know, talk about it, like just, you know, talk about it. Like, and I'm, I'm a big like, fake it till you make it kind of guy. I mean, you just like, you just do stuff. Like I, I, I wanted to launch a cooking club and I just, launched the cooking club. Like I didn't think about it that much. I was like, Oh, I'm gonna just do Patreon. I'm gonna use this. and am Okay, great. Let's do. We're doing a cooking club now. And the first time I did it, I was like, Ah, you know, like moving my like to, like top. You know, my I had like my oh my gosh, my camera, like my computer on this thing. And it doesn't have to be perfect. You just you just do it. Like just do stuff. We get so paralyzed in in uh, I call it um, analysis paralysis, right? Mm. Um, and and I I'm a big action person because you just whether I look back at my blog now, i will be like, oh my God, how did you do your blog? How did I do this? I'm like, look at my, some of my blog posts have like horrendous typos in them. So I just got caught one last night. I pulled across and I'm like, oh God, I felt spe- I have a typo in fish sauce. I have to go fix that. But it's still out there. people still love that recipe, even with the typos in it. So instead of getting stuck in like, oh, but what if I do it if I don't do it right? And then this, just do it. Because the minute it's so cathartic and just like, just, just jump. Sometimes you just have to like, even if it's scary, just, Yeah. I'm very, I'm very action oriented. So that's the kind of like where I try to tell people like they, they come to me with, but how, and why, and this, and I'm like, I'm not someone who plans a lot. I'm not a planner. I'm actually not a very meticulous person at all. I'm just very kind of like, we're doing it. Let's go. (laughs) so, So I think that, and if you have to dip your toes again, do it in your house write about it you know if you want to write a book but you how to just start writing it you can write a book you can write a book at home you can you can read it to yourself you can read it to other people and maybe one day then you'll publish it like just yeah. start doing it that's a good you know? point. yeah
0: yeah I love that that's a really good tip I actually do practice those kinds of things myself I um you're you're just stimulating a memory of when that was really big in my life I had um like such severe dysfunctional uh perspective on what I thought my body looked like. And my legs were like, like I, I just couldn't wear shorts. Like it was that bad. I was like, I can't wear shorts, you know, I can't show anybody my legs. And so I took that, that same exact practice right there. And I just started wearing shorts around my house and, and I got to where I could wear the, so they were like, like kind of longer shorts, you know? And then I got to where I was wearing the little short, short, short jean shorts, you know? And I'm like, Oh, and then it just became okay. And I actually remember going to the store and I was nervous and I was sweaty and I was like, Oh my God, I'm wearing shorts," you know, <laughs> but I did it. And now it's like, not even like something I think about really, you know, a hundred
1: percent. I didn't wear shorts for actually a long time because my autoimmune disease on my inner thighs, I have a lot of scars because that's where I used to have most of my, like, and there's a lot of scarring and it's, it's very pigmented because of like, like my skin color. Cause I'm like tan. And so when I scar it scars, it's kind of, kind of purple. And I was always so ashamed of them. And I grew up in Miami. So I was a person who like at the beach, like wore like a cover-up or like shorts over my bathing suit and wouldn't wear short skirts or this. And for the longest time, I just always hid that, like hid, hid that part of my body. Cause I was like, what if someone asked me about it? What if someone said something? What you know? And then we moved to Hawaii and I was like, no. <laughs> you know, we're short than Hawaii. It's hot year round. <laughs> and I kind of just got to that point where I was like, so what's the worst thing that could happen? if someone, and again, this goes to when I had a deeper understanding of my body, right? So once I understood what was happening with my body, I realized, yeah, someone can totally ask about it. And I'll tell them exactly what, like why those scars are there. Like I had this autoimmune disease and this is what caused it. And this is what I did about it. And then, like, this is the result and I'm not scared. And now I wear bathing suits and I, you know, I'll wear, I don't care. Like if my scars show, like I will wear whatever I want and again working up to it, but we, our minds, right. We get trapped in our mind. It's like the biggest, like we, we create our own prisons in so many ways.
0: No kidding. No kidding. And you know, it's, 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 it's just interesting that we can even do that really, because when we do that, we collapse our remembrance of oneness. Right. And then that's when we get into these negative patterns, habits, actions, you know, doing things, hateful things to people or saying hateful things or being hateful to ourselves, right? When we collapse our remembrance that we're not just one with each other, but also one with spirit that flows through us as us. And, and when we're in that, we can't hate anything it created, right? Because <laughs> It's like, wow, this is amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think about Right. Cause when you think about that connectivity of like, I would never say the things that I said to myself, to you or to anyone else. Anyone right. else right? right. But like when you hurt yourself, you also hurt other people because, you know, like hurt people, hurt people. Right. And so yeah. I think that I agree that um, self-love and that, that relationship with yourself is so important. And we're in such a visual world where, especially online and things, people compare things and, you know, um, I mean, it's just, it's so hard right? because media and the, this, and then and I'm comparing our bodies and body dysmorphia is so big and well, I have to look that way, but we have to normalize what normal bodies look like, right? With scars, with dimples, with hair, with discoloration, right. with this, like that's normal. And I think that that's a big part of like, you know, show up, like wear whatever you want. And again, even with, if you start around your house, take pictures of yourself. Like if you're feeling yourself, like the next time you just like, you're feeling yourself, take a picture, take a few. like you know, look at them. And the next time you look, you you know, you feel you're feeling blah, look at them. And I bet you've kind of looked the same because I've always said that people, women, like when we feel our best, it has very little to do with how we actually look.
0: Yes. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Take note. Why do you feel so good right now? And do that again.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Do that.
0: Yeah. And let that love spread all over, even on your thighs. Yeah. Everywhere.
1: for sure. Yeah. It's-
0: totally. <laughs> totally. Awesome. Thank you so much. Great. I feel like we're missing something. I know that there's something else that you're out there. Do you still have your cooking club?
1: So I do have the cooking club. It's the Mikasa cooking club. Um, and I, so I started on Patreon and I still have it on Patreon because the way I do it, it's, it's at one, it's one class a month. So at one, one, one weekend, it's usually Sunday, like at noon you know, Eastern time. Um, it's like an hour, an hour and a half long. And we like go through a whole meal. Like we did like holiday dishes are December, Thanksgiving, we did like the paleo sides for Thanksgiving. This month we're doing veggies, um, like how to steam, how you know, how to blanch, how to roast, how to saute veggies, cut them, season them. Um, so it's $12 a month and you get the class. And then there's also like a kind of a community involved. So I have a Facebook group and then I have the Patreon. So either I live, so I live stream simultaneously to Patreon and to Facebook because some people like just have stuff, certain preferences. Sure. Um, so yeah, I have that. And you can, you know, again, the sign up link is on my blog, um, and in my social media channels, but it's a lot of fun because I love that, you know, it's live. So as people's comments come in, I can answer them in real time. Um, and I let people pick what we're going to make. So every month I'll be like, Hey, you know, so-and-so you're up, like, what do you want to make? And people pick recipes and then we make them live. And, you know, sometimes it's like, Oh, I want to make Fess and John, but how do I make that without this? And can we do a modification? So we'll oh, work on, wow. we work on that. Um, and it's a lot of fun. I feel, I'd like to grow that more. Again, there's just like, um, it's just one of the things I'm taking slow because I, I remember it's winter and I, I, so I'm i trying to honor very winter energy of like, winter is introspective, you know, and not uh, be in growth mode because um, again, it's been a challenging year. So keeping it, you know, just chill, but I, I really enjoy it. Every time I do a class, it's so much fun. So we have the cooking class and yeah. And I share a lot of videos different stuff. So I try to keep like, you know, value to everything I do. Right. So people always ask me like the recipes in my book, they're not on my blog, obviously, because the books are the books and the blog is the blog. The blog has free recipes and it has like some meal plans you can buy, but my cookbooks are there. They have their own unique recipes. And then in the cooking club, we usually make new recipes. Sometimes someone will ask for something off the blog if they have had trouble making it, but usually we do even new stuff because I don't know. That's like my superpower in life. Like I'm like an endless recipe idea person. Like I just, I never repeat, like if I cook for myself, I never repeat the same thing twice. So I'm always coming up with new stuff.
0: (laughs) That's so cool. So it sounds like it'd be really good for people. I know I hear a lot of people are like, yeah, but I don't really cook and I don't know how to cook and everything I cook tastes shitty. Like it sounds like that might be a really good opportunity for them.
1: Absolutely, it is because we go through a lot of like. As I cook, you know, I mean, I remember like you would talk about like why I season certain things, or like how much salt I put on certain meats, or like even you know avocado. Like oh my god, I remember the first class we just went off on avocado like. How do you know if it's ready? Okay. Once you open, it, if you open it and it's not ripe, then what do you do with it and how it creates a little scab and like avocado, if you open one, by the way, it's if you open an avocado and you're like, oh, it's not ready yet. And it gets like really brown, but kind of like scabby on the outside. That's fine. That it doesn't mean it went rotten. You can literally peel that off and it's green underneath. Like it creates a like a scab, like a skin. Um, and same thing with, uh, and then we, I taught people how to do like an avocado rose or how to fan it. Cause like, how do you, bloggers cut avocado so pretty? I'm like, you gotta peel it from the, av- anyway. So we, we go through all those tips and how to cut certain things and, um, just really the, the techniques, right. Um, because again, that's what I want people. I, I thoroughly, first of all, cooking isn't like a, a, a magical talent. Anyone can learn to cook. And once you know how to like certain foundational basics and you feel comfortable with things, then you can make your own meals. And I also tell people, if you feel like you don't know how to cook, Find two recipes you love, make them so much that you know them by heart, like by heart. And once you know them by heart, then you can start swapping things out. Yeah. And then once you start swapping things out, you're gonna learn, you know, about things and, you know, so. But yeah, I, I I'm very passionate about teaching people to cook because I don't think you can be healthy if you don't cook your own meals from scratch. Like yes, eating out is fine sometimes, but unless you know how to your way around the kitchen, you will always rely on restaurants and pre-made food and it's never going to be as good for you as homemade food
0: never ever ever i know so many people are like yeah i eat out but i make healthy choices when i'm eating out
1: no they use like seed-based oils and, like all every restaurant ever unless they say so maybe like unless you in portland you know like it has like a restaurant <laughs> right in boulder they will use canola oil they use soybean oil they use these sunflowers, they see based these crap oils. I mean, these are like, again, omega-6 we talk about. It. It's like, oh my God, it's so inflammatory. Plus like they're not using quality ingredients. Like most mm-hmm. places aren't. So mm-hmm. ugh, just like yeah. you have to, I mean, I like eating out as much as the next person, but yeah you know, if, like the places that do cook well and whatever are like not affordable to eat every day. So, yeah. you know, really just eating at home and learning to make, to feed yourself is, I mean, survival skills, man. We need them. Everyone needs to know how to cook.
0: I agree. I totally agree. Cook, grow your food, make your
1: clothes. (laughs) Thanks. No big deal. No big deal.
0: Awesome. Yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Well, I really love that you shared that because I have a a lot of good handful of people that I'm just going to go ahead and share your cooking club with. If you make sure I have a link to it, that'd be great. Uh, And then also I was just thinking um, about adding it to, I have a, I have a program called up level your health where people get a Um, access to a membership area and they get different stuff Um, in my podcasts or some of them I post up there. And so I'm going to post this podcast and make sure that I can have people go back and and get in your cooking club, because I can't tell, I can't count the number of times that I've heard "Eh, my cooking sucks, or I don't know how to cook, or I don't have the time to cook. And I think it's just they just don't know how, they've never done it before. They've never been taught. They've never seen right. someone do it and it's scary, you know? Right, absolutely, yeah. yeah. If
1: you don't see someone do it, sometimes you just have to be like, oh, that's what, you know, like the visualization and it really just makes a difference because um, I know for me, like, I know I learned how to cook because my mother was always cooking. I was always in the kitchen with her cooking. I watched mm-hmm. her cook. I watched her, the way she smelled food, the way, you know, the, like the kind of, the, that that kitchen intuition that mm-hmm. anyone can develop. It just takes like, spend time in there, put on some music, like have fun while you do it um, yeah. and take chances. The kitchen, kitchen, cooking is an art. It's not a science. Baking is a science. So screw baking. Baking is a whole other, I mean, I like, I do it now. I learned, but cooking is an art. It doesn't have to be exact. You know, I think it yeah. just takes a little confidence and uh, a little, a little chance and you're good to go. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything you'd like to add before we go today?
1: Um, well, I like to tell the ladies listening, um, to, you know, today, like the day's not over. It's still young. Find five minutes today to do something for yourself, whether you have a cup of tea or you take a few deep breaths or you get outside for some sun today, it's sunny in Virginia, which is a miracle. And like, just be grateful for that moment and find a little beauty and happiness in your day. Mm, I love that. I will take that one too. Thank you very much.
0: (laughs) And, uh, yeah, it's just been a pleasure. Thank you for everything you've shared. And, um, yeah, I look forward to our continued connection.
1: Likewise. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. All right. Bye. Oh, oh, and before we go, uh, just a little reminder. Click on the show notes below to get your registration link to the free class, The Real Truth About Weight Loss and Healing, Why You Feel Stuck, and the Three Keys to Freedom and Well-Being. All right, mama. Love ya. Thank you for listening to the ultimate biohack for women if you'd like to dive deeper with our tribe join us on facebook or instagram and if you'd like to help grow our tribe share this episode with your friends let's bring this light to our community so that other women can know their true power and we can create a tribe together worth being in this podcast is for information purposes only dr brandy victory is not a medical doctor and the views and statements expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Dr. Brandy Victory and the producers, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.